and welcome to the Meet the Business Author podcast. I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Lois Frankel, President of Corporate Coaching International, an executive coach and an internationally recognized expert in the field of leadership development for women. She's also a New York Times bestselling author. And today we're here to talk about nice girl, don't speak up or stand out. Hello, Lois. Hi, Becca. So good to meet you. Thank you for joining me. Um, what a brilliant uh, title for a book. Can you tell me um, about your latest book and what and why you decided to write it? Yeah, you know, the reason I decided to write this one, and, and it's important to mention that it's an audio only book. Well, you can get it in Kindle, but my recommendation is you get the audio book because that's what I intended. And I wrote it because at the end of my keynotes, you know, I'd be talking about nice girls don't get the corner office or nice girls don't get rich or whatever I was talking about. But at the end of whatever I was talking about, people would come up and say, you know, I got the most out of that whole thing about how to communicate with confidence. And I wish I had you on my shoulder when I had to talk to someone. And I thought, you know, I thought about it. I thought, well, I could be on your shoulder, at least in your ear, if I would have just write a book on communication. And so that's really how it came about. And I uh, asked the publisher if it could just be audio, because I felt like it didn't translate to the page. As a matter of fact, when I first sold it to the publisher, um, it was going to be, you know, a, a, a paperback. And as I started writing, I said, this isn't translate. This is not going to translate. This needs to be audio. And so we switched to audio only. And I'm really glad we did. Um, and so just tell me a bit about the title. I mean, it's quite punchy, isn't it? Tell me how you, how you created that title. Well, I created it because when I, um, you know, I, I worked in a corporation for many years and I worked as a consultant to corporations for many years. And what I would notice is that you know, women did not speak up. And when they tried to speak up, they were shut down or they became hesitant or people stole their ideas, um, all kinds of things. You know, it was interesting because just this morning in the New York Times, I read that um, only about, I think it was only about 13% of the cases before the Supreme Court of the United States are argued by women. Now, that was a really surprising figure for me. In, in 2022, I would expect that to be more. But again, it speaks to the fact that when the stakes are high, women often either don't speak up because they don't know how, they're afraid to, or they're shut down. And so I wanted to give women all the tools they needed to be able to speak up and stand out with courage and confidence. So what's one of the top sort of tools, as it were, to get women to you know to support them and get them to stand up and speak out well you know I have a couple it, you know if it's okay with you I'll give two or three and one is you know learning how to have a difficult conversation right that's one of the things women don't do uh, because we view um, these difficult conversations as confrontations and it doesn't feel good to us so there's a model for that um, I describe in the book and it's called the desk grip d-e-s-c and it stands for describe why you want to have the conversation, explain your point of view and elicit the other point, person's point of view, specify what you'd like and clarify consequences. And so it might sound something as simple as this. It might be, uh, you know, Becca, I'd like to talk to you about something that happened in a meeting yesterday. Um, you may not have realized it, but every time I went to speak, you interrupted me. 
And it really made me feel as if what I had to say wasn't important. And I'm wondering how you saw that or if you even noticed that. I would let you tell me how you saw it. And regardless of what you said, I wouldn't argue with you. What I would say is something like, um, oh, you know, okay, now I understand how you see it. Let me tell you what would be valuable to me. And that is, if you would be able to let me get my whole sentence out, my whole idea out, and then comment on it, because you have a lot of things to say that are really important. And I think together, we would make a really strong team. Now you can hear I used that DESC there. I didn't have to do a slow burn about you interrupting me. I told you what I wanted, and I told you that the consequence would be us being a strong team. So you could really hear that that model could enable you to have a conversation that's difficult uh, in any scenario. Do you have any thoughts on that, Becca? Well, um, I can definitely relate to that scenario that you um, that you put, put put out there. I think a lot of women probably can. Um, I, I do. I do think it's it's incredibly helpful to outline you know it in and sort of an abbreviation and say you know the consequences are really important aren't they in order to you know convey them to your employer and um, what other tools have you got in your book that you explain to people uh, so that's one of them you know another tool that I use is something that's called the headline communication model and probably of everything that I teach or that I talk about this is the thing people like the best because it helps you get to your point sooner women tend to use far more words than men in conversation. And the more words you use, you soften your message. The fewer words you use, you strengthen your message. So if women are using a lot of words, first of all, people are tuning them out. And second of all, they're really diluting their messages. So this model says that I'm gonna speak to you, giving my headline first, two or three pieces of supporting information, and then a tagline that invites you to discuss this with me if you like. And a tagline could be something like, what do you think? Or that's how I see it, or that's how I see it, but I'd like to know how you see it. Uh, or did that answer your question? Those are taglines. And the tagline also serves the purpose of uh, making you stop talking, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, if I know I've got a tagline in here, then I know, I use that, I toss it back to you. Let me show you how that one works. It might be something like, um, you know, Becca, I'd like to talk to you an idea about an idea I have for a new podcast. There's three things that I've been working on that I think are important. The first thing is, how do we raise self-confident daughters? The second thing is, how do we be mothers who provide the kind of um, uh, role model for daughters that they are confident. And three, how do we teach our daughters to deal with social media? And I'd love to talk to you about that on another occasion. What would you think? Now, I just did that off the top of my head. I have never said that before. I was just trying to make up something that would work here. But you can hear how fluidly it came out because I knew I was using my headline two or three things that I wanted to bring up, and then I toss it back to you. And I don't get caught up in all the details, right? Because the way that most women talk is they may say something like, you know, Becca, I've got this new idea and I've kind of been working on it. And it's about mothers and daughters and how girls could be more self-conscious. And you could hear, if I did all that, you would tune out relatively quickly, okay? Because in the short time, 
that, that we've talked or we've communicated, I know you're a bottom line kind of gal. So when I'm talking to you, I need to be talking like that. So that's a second model. And then a third model that I would suggest that people use, it's something that's called contrasting, okay? And contrasting is when I say what I do want and what I don't want. And it's when I wanna have a conversation, it's not quite the same as a difficult conversation, but it's one in which I want the other person to know exactly how I feel, and I don't want them to make assumptions. So I contrast what I do want and I don't want. It's often good to ask for a raise. So here's how this might sound. You know, Becca, when I was hired, let, let me backtrack. Hold on. Let me backtrack. Becca, I don't want you to think that I haven't been grateful for everything you've done for me since I've come to work for you because I am. At the same time, I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't hold the company accountable for what it promised me when I signed on. And when I signed on, I was told that I would get a raise in six months if I met all of my goals. And as you know, not only did I meet my goals, I exceeded my goals. And so I'd like to talk about what we need to do to um, bounce up this idea of my raise to our management. So here you can hear, you know, basically I was saying, <laughs> I wasn't given what I was promised and I want it. And, you know, it, you know the whole, if my working title for Nice Girls Don't Speak Up or Stand Out was um, how to tell someone to go to hell so they look forward to the trip. Because that's really the challenge that women have. A guy can tell you to go to hell. And you know what? It's like, okay, he's just being him. A woman does it. And it can really be a career buster. And so I want to be able to provide women with the words, the tools, the techniques, the phrases that are going to enable them to really set boundaries with people. You know, one more thing. You know, when I said boundaries, it made me think of one more thing. And that is a lot of times for women, we're so busy doing things we shouldn't be doing that we don't have time to manage our careers, right? We're given things that we should not be given. And what do we do? We say yes to them, especially when they're miracles. You know, it's very interesting because when I talk to mixed groups of men and women, um, I'll often say to a man in the audience, what do you do when your boss asks you to make a miracle? And every man has always said one of three things. I make a joke out of it. Like you want me to do what by when, right? Second thing I do is I negotiate, which is I say, well, if you want me to do this, this is what I need and blah, 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 right? And you know the third thing they say, Becca? They say, I delegate it to a woman because I know she'll get it done. Wow. Now you don't want to be that woman that people are delegating this stuff to that they don't want to do because it's a waste of their time. Mm. And so here's a place where you can set boundaries with people. I'm a big believer in saying yes to everything I'm asked. Okay. Hey, look, I'm speaking to you, right? Mm. I'm a big believer in saying yes to everything I'm I asked. I am as well. Yes. Mm. Right. And mm. at the same time, I'm a big believer in my needs need to be met as well as yours. And so 
you and I actually had this back and forth back in December when we scheduled this. Mm. And you wanted to do it at a time that I think was going to be 6.30 or 7 oh, in the morning. Oh, it's very early for you, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, I just can't do it at that time. So if you would be willing to do it at this time, I'd be happy to do it. And you are willing to do it. Okay, so that's an example of how you set boundaries. But but let me be even more specific about it. It's really about saying yes, and then saying, and here's what it'll take for me to be able to meet your needs. So let's say somebody asked me to get a report done by today at four o'clock, and I know that I have a doctor's appointment at noon, and I'm not gonna be able to do that report, okay? At least I'm not gonna be, you know, it's only 9.30 here in Los Angeles. At least I'm not gonna be able to do it thoroughly. And so I might say something like, you know, I have no problem doing that report for you. I absolutely want to do it. At the same time, with a noon doctor's appointment, I'm not going to be able to do it as thoroughly as you might want. So let me give you some choices. Between now and noon, I can work on the outline for the report and you can see what it would look like. And then when I get back, I can work on it and then have something on your desk tomorrow at about 10 o'clock. Or if you prefer, we could delegate this to someone else who could just get the full report to you by four o'clock, which would you prefer? Okay, I haven't said no, but I also didn't acquiesce to something that would uh, kind of trample on my needs, if that makes sense. Lois, it's been really great talking to you. You've given me um, inspiration and in how I should be having conversation, conversations and communicating. Um, I'd really love to come back to you and talk about, you know, your next book, if you're going to be writing some more. But, um, I, but we will be directing women and men to have a listen to your audiobook um, on the Workle website. Lois, thank you very much and have a good day. Thank you. You too, Becca. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To buy the book, head to Workle's Business Library, where you can browse over 300,000 books on careers, business and the workplace. See you next time.